This is Unscripted, a podcast by St. Aldate's Church. Listen along as Simon Ponsonby encourages us to dig into Scripture in the midst of our everyday lives. So take a moment to recenter your attention and welcome the presence of God as we listen to these ancient words. Well, hello, saints. Welcome back to Unscripted. We're in Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, we're starting where we ended yesterday. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like servants of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Now, the word obey here, that comes twice, translated as obeyed twice, seems really very strong. And of course, if you were a slave in first century Roman Empire, then you had to do what you were told. You hadn't entered into some sort of contract where there were terms of employment, where you could actually challenge your master, your employer, your owner, if they didn't act in a certain way. Indeed, it was a very cruel system. Some servants were indeed treated with respect, of course, but others were treated uh, in the most appalling way as, as chattel, as just items, as just animals. And Paul here says that those who are slaves, those who are servants, are to obey their masters. And let's just think for a moment about that word obey. The word is actually hupakuo. You hear that? Hupakuo. And uh, the hupo bit at the front reflects a certain agency of the individual. And akuo is the verb to listen. What's it saying? It was actually used in secular Greek, this word. It was used for a porter at a door, a doorman who listened to the approach of someone who was coming, who, was, who would knock, and they were there ready to open. When we hear the word obey, we think of submission and subservience and of being controlled. But that actually isn't the weight of the word. It's not the weight of what Paul is telling those who are uh, servants. He's not saying you will submit and be subservient and bow before your masters. That's not what he's saying. No. He's saying you'll be attentive. You will listen out for instruction and you will be quick and willing to respond. Now, of course, there's clearly a power dynamic at work. There is this imbalance between the master and the servant, the slave. The master tells the servant what to do. The servant doesn't tell the master what to do. The master tells and expects the servant to do something. The servant is expected to do it. Paul is not legitimating cruelty. He's not legitimating a system that was ultimately evil. And let's not forget, it's Christians who led the way in uh, turning around the laws in North America and in England, repealing the laws and bringing about a transformation to slavery. Slavery is a sin, as Paul has said in Timothy. 
but he's saying that there should be uh, attentiveness, and he goes on with respect and fear and sincerity of heart, with integrity. That is how those who serve, those who work, should be in that relationship towards their uh, boss, or if you're a slave in that ancient first century culture, to your master. I think partly Paul is being pragmatic. Partly Paul is wanting them not to incur the wrath of their master. Paul is wanting them to, to actually have things that are sort of easy and smooth. And he wants them to be the best that they can be. But he's recognizing they have an agency in this. That they cannot, or they, they, they can make things difficult for themselves and their master or not. And Paul is appealing to them and to their will and to their freedom, to their mind and to their heart. And then he says, as you would Christ. It's not that the master takes the place of Christ, of course not. But they're to recognize that even as they're serving their earthly master, they're doing it as unto the Lord. They're serving Christ. That Christ is watching. That Christ is attentive. That Christ is seeing how they are responding. And the servant is working hard. And then if the master says, why do you work like this? You're not like my other servants. You're not like my other employees. You, you just put your heart into it and effort into it. And you're doing a good job and you're not shortcutting and you're not pilfering. And why are you doing that? And you say, well, I'm doing it as unto the Lord. I'm doing it for him. I'm doing it because I'm a Christian. I believe that the Christians should be the best employee. They should be the best worker. They should be doing that to the glory of God, but also for the good of their context. David Pawson, I once heard uh, talking, and he was talking to someone who was a, a road sweeper, I believe. And the road sweeper said, I, I'm going to be the best road sweeper and said that uh, in heaven there's going to be uh, those golden paths that are going to need sweeping. And that's how we as servants of Christ should be. We're servants of Christ first. And whatever we do here on earth, in whatever work and employment system, we're doing it as unto the Lord. Not begrudgingly, not complainingly, not underminingly, not um, passively, not indifferently, not nonchalantly, but we're working with respect and honour and sincerity of heart, attentive to those who are above us, and we're doing it as we would for Christ.